for Christian Kagai Theater. With today's episode, River Rock Retaliation, the finale. There's a whole bunch of happenings going on in our little town of River Rock, not the least of which include the nefarious demons Nagadana, Nakashi, Zemia, and Shaddam. They're limping back into town after having been driven out by God's good angels. To get totally caught up, just go to the podcast and get all the River Rock Retaliation episodes. Now, the demons were ordered to somehow destroy Pastor Jack's sons, Johnny and Joey, as well as destroy the mayor, Elvira Merriweather's reputation, and use the same despicable plot for Pastor Jack. However, little do they know that there are special angelic agents of God who have been sent just in case that demonic loathsome foursome might come back to River Rock. The last bunch of good angels that fought off the demons and drove them out had been assigned to another duty. But God sent three exceptional, not to mention outstanding angels by the names of Guardover, Consolus, and Fidelity. Johnny and Joey, Pastor Jack's sons, had their relationship restored when Johnny, who had been into drugs, repented and gave his life to Jesus by praying with Joey. They decided to go fishing, and unfortunately, the demons overturned their boat. But one of God's heavenly beings, who looked at them like Jesus in jeans and a shirt, he saved them. Then the boys ran to the church where a meeting was going on. Pastor Jack was telling the members about Johnny being into drugs, and Mayor Elvira was weeping over being misunderstood about her husband's accidental death. They were both going to resign, but the congregation loved them. At that point, Johnny and Joey ran into the church with their miracle story, but also Deputy Eustace came in with Agent Kent. Now Agent Kent had a real thing against Mayor Elvira Merriweather, mostly because she reminded him of his domineering sister who was a real pain in the neck. So he was threatening Elvira that he was going to try to get her arrested for murdering her husband, which was a lie. And Agent Kent was going to arrest Johnny for drug dealing. As Eustace and Agent Kent carted Johnny off to jail, Pastor Jack, Mayor Elvira, and the congregation prayed, as did the -the under-the-hood magical car parts. But suddenly, there was a shocking shaking, an eerie earthquake type of thing, which sent everyone into a commotion and action. Pastor Jack felt led by the Spirit of the Lord that the epicenter was at the jail. He told the congregation to pray and took off in his car. Jimmy and Lazarus got into Jimmy's anointed Jeep and off they went. The congregation prayed as the four demons on the roof of the church, Nagadana, Zemia, Nakashi, and Shaddam, gloated over what was going on. They had weakened the structure of the jail to produce death and mayhem. But they were beginning to be aware that all might not be well in the nefarious scheme. The head demon, Nagadana, hatefully reprimanded her dingbat demons. What in the name of all that is hellish is going on? Zemia, Shaddam, Nakashi, I know you arranged this as I commanded, didn't you? But something is up. Yes, high up, I'm afraid. Oh, you must have found up the destructive plan, you loathsome, lily-livered, listless lugs. Oh, most noxious nag, Adonna. I fear that the glorious ones have come back and are up to no good, which they look at as good. They don't seem to have our exalted wisdom of lies, confusion, death, deception, and destruction. Zip it, Celia, like you really know what's going on. 
you pernicious pipsqueak. Oh, Shadam, you noxious nincompoop. As though you even have an iota of intelligence. Ha! Nakashi, you wouldn't know intelligence if it hit you in the brain. Enough, you tumultuous, turbid turncoats. <laughs> oh, we can't get through this prayer shield in this church. <laughs> to the jail! Meanwhile, Lazarus and Jimmy are headed for the Jeep, and the Under the Hood team are speculating and praying as they amazingly heard and understood the conversation among the demons. As Jimmy turned the key in the car, Gracie gas tank exploded with enthusiasm and hope. Well, gang, here we are again. We got ourselves another dilemma to pray about. Life just seems to be that way, doesn't it? Just about the time things are looking pretty peaceful. But now we have the opportunity to pray our power prayers. And we know the Most High in the sky hears every prayer and helps us. Isn't that right, Tammy Tensioner? Oh, Gracie, as per usual, you are right as rain. I know our prayers certainly lessen my tension. <laughs> yeah, I love that verse in the Bible, you know, where it says in Psalm 17, verses 4 and 5, by the word of your lips, and, and you know, that means God's lips, I have kept away from the paths of the destroyer. My steps have held fast in God's paths. And that means by the word from God's mouth to our hearts, we can keep away from the paths of the destroyer. God has given us the full armor of God and believing his word because it says above all, we have the shield of faith and the sword of the spirit, which is the balanced word of God. <laughs> and we study it more and more. Isn't that right, my little Conchita Anita intake? We put on the full armor every day. Oh, we put on the full armor every day, huh? Oh, that is so right, my most wise husband, Fernando Fuel Injector. We also have the helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness, the belt of truth. All these pieces go together just like our car parts, right, Mozimut Royal? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Right as right can be, Anita Intake. That's right. And I'm talking about fresh oil. Yes, sir. Fresh oil of the spirit. And the most high in the sky said in Psalm 23:5 that he anoints our head with oil. He talks about anointing with holy oil. Isaiah 61.3 says the oil of joy instead of mourning. Mm -hmm. And joy is the serious business of God. Oh, I love, I love that joy. Not that I'm bragging about my oil in particular, per se. Let's face it, my oil is especially wonderful. Oh, you wouldn't brag. <laughs> you wouldn't brag, Mosey. You don't do that. Oh, we could not do it without you, Mosey Motor Oil. <laughs> Come on, it's okay. Okay, gang. <laughs> Time to pry. Uh-oh. There's a block in the road. I guess the earthquake made that pole fall. Well, Jimmy's taking the long way. So we hold tight and pray. And let's listen to what else Lazarus is telling Jimmy. Meanwhile, Lazarus and Jimmy got into the Jeep and took off. Lazarus had felt led by the Lord to help Johnny, which is Pastor Jack's son, to overcome his past drug problem. 
just as Lazarus had done when he turned, by God's grace, from his life of crime. Now Jimmy and Lazarus just wanted to help the jail, whatever had happened there. But also, Jimmy had been hoping for an opportunity to talk with Lazarus about the time Lazarus was in hell. And how was he doing now? Jimmy'd been out of town for a while and wanted the details. Details about such an amazing rescue as Jesus pulling Lazarus out of hell. Lazarus, since we're going to be in the Jeep for a while as we take the long way to get to the jail, please tell me more details about the time you were in hell. As you know, I was out of town and I really wanted to hear more about it. Well, Jimmy, I can tell you this. I wouldn't wish hell on my worst enemy. No, no, not even on my worst enemy. This is why we must do everything we can to tell people about Jesus Christ. You know, I remember hearing a quote from an atheist who once said, if I believe what you say, you believe, I would be willing to crawl over broken glass to tell someone like me about Jesus. And that is a true statement, my friend. We must do everything we can to warn people. Hell was truly the worst experience I ever had in my life. It's really so awful, so desolate. So smothering, so hopeless, so empty. It is truly sheer torture in every way and taunted by the enemy that I was in hell forever. Screeching, screams. Now, Jimmy, you want no part of that. No one wants any part of that. How horrible. I know you were into crime, but didn't you have an aunt who told you about Jesus? Didn't you give Jesus your life when you were a kid? Oh, yeah. My aunt tried her best with me. But the Book of Romans warns Christians about drifting from the truth. We have to remember that the devil is called the father of lies, the author of confusion. He mixes error with truth. Or to quote a pastor friend of mine, the devil offers the hook of error surrounded by the bait of truth. That's what he did in the beginning with the first man and woman. He made Eve doubt God's word. And then he told her she could be better than God. Can you believe it? And that lie? is from the very beginning, and it's why Lucifer, who was one of the top angels, became Satan and fell from heaven with a third of the angels. And they are all destined for hell one day and want as many humans to be there with them as they can get. I hear you. The enemy can twist the truth. We have to be so careful to rightly divide the word of truth. Even Jesus himself, when he had been baptized and spent 40 days fasting in the wilderness, Satan came to him and actually said to Jesus Christ, It is written three times, tempting Jesus. But Jesus came back at him and said, but it is also written, and straightened out the twisted words Satan was throwing at Jesus. Don't put God to a foolish test. Well, Jimmy, that's what happened to me. I justified what I was doing, even by using the Bible. I would cherry pick different scriptures and feel that I was doing just fine. And I was continuing deeper and deeper into the pit of hell, and I didn't even know it. I'm amazed at how much you've learned since that terrible experience. Well, I've been catching up, wanting to know the truth so it can completely set me free, you know? I know that Jesus Christ is referred to as the rock, and he has been my rock in these rocky times. I love that verse in Deuteronomy 32.4. He is the rock. His work is perfect, for all his ways are justice. A God of truth, and without injustice, righteous and upright is he. It becomes more real every day to me. It's a process, isn't it? In my Bible reading today, Moses wrote about the stages of the Israelites in the wilderness. It's like that in all our lives. It's thought upon thought. Oh, yes. It's a process, all right. And precept upon precept. Like the Bible says, a process is like the ever-brightening dawn. 
brighter and brighter until the full day. And now here we are at the jail, or what's left of the jail. Pastor Jack was right. Here's the epicenter of the earthquake. Wow. Yep, the pastor was right. But the front part is standing. Let's go. Meanwhile, the magically anointed car parts are praying. And by the way, if God can have in the Bible a detached hand right on the wall, or have a donkey speak, not to mention all the other countless miracles, why not some anointed car park parables? So the car parks team under the hood of the Jeep are discussing what they are seeing as Jimmy parks at the remains of the jail. Gracie gas tank explodes with wonder. I hope y'all don't think I've blown a gasket or I'm being foolish, but with the most high in the sky as my witness, not only do I see three good angels here at the police station, and I see the four demons are coming, but I do believe, yes I do, that I glimpsed a chariot of fire in the sky. Oh, mais oui, I agree, Gracie Gastink. In fact, I am beginning to feel the heat of the heavenly fire on my fender. And after all, in the Bible, in the story in 2 Kings, where Elisha asked God to open the eyes of his servant to see what? To see the chariots of fire. Oh, yeah, I second that emotion. Yes, I do, Frenchy Fender. Mm-hmm. I remember that verse. Uh-huh. And I believe you, Gracie Gast, eh? I don't see him yet, but the oil of the spirit is heating up. This fire is not dangerous, but it is dangerously heating up in the spirit glory to the most high in the sky. See? Oh, that's good to know. Car parts. I was about to spritz the fire with water, but I'm boiling with the joy and fire of the Lord. Let us pray. Meanwhile, back at the church, the town folks had listened to Mayor Elvira Merriweather as she produced records of her exoneration from the court about her late husband's tragic and accidental death. The town folk heard the legal proof, but even more than that, they knew she was utterly trustworthy, and now they were all praying for those who were at the jail and for their little town of River Rock. Elvira is praying. Thank you, Lord, that you work all things for good to those who love and honor you. And we pray for all those at the jail and for our beloved town of River Rock and for ourselves as we stand, having put on the whole armor of God, our helmet of salvation, our breastplate of righteousness, the belt of truth, and our feet are shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace the shield of faith, and our sword of the Spirit, which is your word. Thank you, Lord. We look to you and we pray in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. And back at the jail, another miracle of sorts has taken place. The three angels guard over Consalus and Fidelity, who are invisible to the humans, surround a pile of fallen beams and rubbish. And we see Johnny, Pastor Jack's son, actually digging out Agent Kent and Eustace. <laughs> oh boy! Well, thank you, Johnny! I think you saved our lives! I just about ran out of breath. Are you doing okay, Agent Kent? <laughs> well, 
Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, Johnny, thank you. You could have just run away, but you chose to save our lives. You know, it's, it's like the Lord just knocked some sense into me. And when I felt like I was going to die, I suddenly realized that I was lying in an old man's rubble. Yeah, old man's rubble. I remember that song from long ago in church. As I ran out of breath, it just came to me like a flash of light that I was listening to the wrong voices. Yeah, thank you, Johnny, and believe me, I'm going to do all I can to make sure you go free immediately. And I'm leaving that Mayor Elvira alone, too. I knew she was innocent, but she just reminded me of my bullying sister, doggone it. And phew! And I forgive my sister, too. Wowzers! I've heard some deathbed confessions, Agent Canton, but this was one of the best I've heard. I'm proud of you, Johnny, my son. Hi, Jimmy and Lazarus. Just in time to hear about some of the miracles. Oh, praise God. Amen to that, Lazarus. Just then, the three angels guard over Consolus and Fidelity confer as they head upward. Well done, Consolus and Fidelity. A perfect plan to avert needless death. Yes, guard over. The way you rearranged what the demons created when they were going to kill everyone was the perfect plan to work good out of evil. Yes, Consolus and Gardover. It kept them alive, but finally knocked sense into that Agent Kent. Through your whispering in Agent Kent's ear, fidelity, good thinking. As inspired by our mighty God, now to the King immortal, invisible, the only wise God. I believe the Most High in the sky has sent the big guns, as it were. Chains of fire! Just then, the four demons approached the jail, expecting mayhem and death. When, what to their terrified eyes should appear? But some chariots of fire that caused them to fear. Oh no! Oh no, 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 not the chariots of fire! <gasps> Zinia, Nakashi, Shaddam! Do something! Oh. oh, with your permission, and even without it, most noxious Nagadonna, I'm thinking withdrawal would be nice. Uh, what's in your miserable existence? Lonesome Zinia. I have a good idea. As much as I hate you and I dread meeting up again with the slimy, shoddy Supreme Commander, I fear the fires of hell would be pleasant compared to these fires. I fear we are between the rock and a hard place. What did you say? The rock? Oh, never mind. Get out of my way, you substandard nitwits. Right behind you, Negadonna. Let's get out of here. Scoop, skedaddle. You move it, Zinia. So once again, the demons are driven out of town. But who knows when they'll be back. Tune in next time to see where God takes River Rock on its next adventure. And now, Danny Dipstick and Randy Radiator to review today's episode. <laughs> Randy, did you notice that demon mentioned that we were between a rock and a hard place? Uh, Randy, I think when we hit rock bottom, it's time to be bolder in prayer. <laughs> yeah, Danny, that earthquake rocked those demons. 
quarrel. You know the difference between a shaker and a quaker is two points on the Richter scale. <laughs> Prayer not only shakes, it can also make demons quake. Just, just when we don't see how things will work out and the storm seems to be sweeping us out to the sea. If we look up and pray like Peter, we can walk on water. And you know, Peter being the rock that didn't sink. Just saying. <laughs> Randy, I just realized why Peter stepped out of their vessel because he didn't want to rock their boat. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> nope. Rock the boat, Daddy. Rock the boat. Don't tip the boat over. <laughs> you know, but a good lesson for us to learn from Peter is to keep our eyes on the rock in rocky times. That would be Jesus. He's our rock. Keep our eyes on him so we don't sink. <laughs> hey, Daddy, what's the number one favorite movie of every geologist that ever lived? Ever, ever. I'm right of the Caribbean. <laughs> Say goodbye, Daddy. <laughs> See you later, Radiator.